Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where all's well that ends well as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 152nd and 153rd episodes in the series, Never Yell Fire in a Crowded Retirement Home, Parts 1 and 2. Woohoo! Another clip show. <laughs> Very long title. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, exactly. Especially the parts one and two. Say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is a different style of clip show than we've had though, because I feel like every other clip show is like a very loose story. Like it's it's first and foremost intended to be a clip show. So it's just like, remember that time we tried to make money? Oh, here we go. You know, it's really yeah. <laughs> loose, but this has like an actual storyline to it which i actually really enjoy as ridiculous as it can be at times hot plate gate um yeah i hot plate gate is that what you said yeah (laughs) um i think that's a good observation because like i will uh obviously like i'm not a huge fan of clip shows um in general just because i want more original content but i think um i think you're right i think it's a better i don't know like what the deal is with it if it's a better selection of clips or like what the reasoning is but they do seem funnier like sometimes i feel like i'm just like all right this is like a weird choice of scene and we've definitely talked about this before and like other clips um but yeah i agree i like the the theme like the thematic um kind of weaving of the stories and it feels a little more like um I don't know. It's just like, I don't need a clip to show me Blanche's personality or like, you know, Blanche being Blanche. Like, I already know that. So it's fun to watch them like, yeah, like try to make money or like, you know, like try to lose weight or whatever the theme of the, you know, whatever that's problematic. But um, I agree. I think it's a, it's a better framing of it as a concept. And I love that you said the clips are funnier because I had that in my notes and I was like, I wonder if it's just exactly as you said, is that like the conceit for these are very much like it, you know, like the flashback prompts are sort of like Blanche, like, let me tell you about me (laughs) or let's talk about the time we talked about serious things. You know, I mean, there's, (laughs) it's pretty loose compared to like, you have to find all the times they try to make money or all the times they try to lose weight, et cetera. Um, but I also am like, maybe the show, like the writing's just gotten funnier. Cause like, I'm telling you, they, it feels like they were leaning so hard in some of, some of my favorites, like the bowel movement one is here. You're like, your mouth is watering now. Guess who got lucky backstabbing slut. Like it was like fucking greatest hit after greatest hit. I was like really impressed with like the quality of the flashback. And, you know, to be fair for flashback episodes like this, I, I I slightly tune out when they flash back, given that like not only have I seen all those shows so much and seen this show so much, but then I'm seeing them yet again <laughs> repeated. That yeah. I was kind of it just like grabbed my attention even more because I was like, these are really good highlights. Yeah. And I think also like the like what you're saying about like the the I guess it's like the A story, like the only story of the episode, but like um there's a lot of they do a lot with the the police man and like the the whole investigation like when Sophia's like flatfoot or gumshoe like it's you know like they weave really funny writing into that too which I think also kind of like primes you for the funny clips yeah Um, maybe makes them a little bit more palatable like the that it's a, a flashback episode and I also think um 
I don't have any proof of this, but I, I actually feel like there is more balance between like current day and flashback than yeah. is typical in one of these episodes too. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, the, the, the quote unquote A story, or I guess just the story <laughs> for this one is so, um, it's punchy. It's really funny. And there's like, there are, like you said, there's a lot of great lines and like playing with, um, like one of my favorites is where she's like, Darth, you want to be a character witness for me? Like tell him I'm sweet and cute. Don't have it in me to hurt a fly. And she's like, you want me to perjure myself? <laughs> Basically, like there's there's so many great lines. And even just like following the whole like gas man, pizza guy thing, you know, with like, oh, yeah. about, oh I guess that does fall under sex. And you did fix him a sandwich afterwards. I mean, <laughs> holy shit. It's so funny. Like there's there's other really good chunks of this episode that if you were sort of trying to remember this storyline you could confuse it for an episode that was not a clip flashback episode you know there's like enough there there's enough yeah yeah exactly which i would say is not always true in these in these types totally yeah you can't really like the money episode one for the money you're just like oh okay yeah they're just like (laughs) we need money okay i mean it's not it's not very fleshed out so i'm very i'm impressed with this one i am um, I also just like the idea of thinking back to Sophia's life at Shady Pines, like to to dig something up. I also think it's not like, uh, I mean, maybe it's not common, but it's not not common or like, you know, for people to have sort of deathbed confession type of things um, where, you know, finally at the end of your life, you were like, oh, something's been hanging over my head and now I'm escaping the consequences, but potentially somebody else might not. So, um, but yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's kind of a dick move from Maria Hargrove, though. Yeah, what an <laughs> asshole. Life. Jesus Christ. The um, law knows, uh, what is it? The law The law understands no age limits. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I also think it's fun to think about, like you were saying, Sophia's time in, in Shady Pines, like sort of the illicit behavior that happens because like yes. a lot, I feel like a lot of retirement homes are kind of like college dorms in a lot of ways, you know, like Absolutely. people are definitely sneaking things. And like, I, I obviously understand the rule why you wouldn't be allowed to have a hot plate, but like, I could see, you know, people sneaking it in and like making s'mores. And it's like, totally on the surface is very cute to think about that sort of like socializing happening. Um, and even at the end when Sophia has her like revelation that they were doing like cool shooters and like singing this song, like it, <laughs> yeah. it's very like college to me <laughs> exactly well yeah i mean and the fact that it's like you know they're like you're in possession of an illegal hot plate like it just sounds right. like again to your point you're like i know why these rules are there but it's so i mean it, it also is like very telling of like college students and dorms as also like old people we treat them like children in a lot of ways yeah. um in our society right like can't be trusted all of that kind of stuff so it's just really everything is fascinating and i also really like the realistic like Sophia can't remember things and then she gets triggered at the end and does actually remember it clearly like I also think like yes very convenient from a sitcom standpoint but also like can happen in real life with memory yeah totally I mean it's similar to um when they go to New York and there's like the Sal of Sophia hard thing you know it's like you just need yeah exactly a visual or um or an audio like trigger like you said to to sort of remember Um, I also want to talk about at the very beginning when they're talking about the date that this all happened. Um, I think they say September 4th, 1985. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because that's very close to the actual premiere of the show, which I think is kind of fun. 
I know, right? Oh man, I w- actually kind of wish they picked the real day. <laughs> I know, I was wondering why they didn't. Like, why get that close? <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. But with the, yeah, they they yeah, I don't know. I, they just wanted a September date for some reason. But yeah, well, maybe really because funny. if the home burned down on the fourth, it would take. I guess it would take her a couple days to get there. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But it's like, but that, did they say 1984 or was it 85? No, they say, I think they say 85. That's why I have my Oh, notes. interesting. Wow. It really is so close. So that's so funny. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's a weird choice. I also like, I like both of, I like both the, the investigator, like the cop, the gumshoe, flatfoot, um, as well as uh, the lawyer. I really like Herb. I think he's like perfect for bringing personality and not being flat but like only like he doesn't upstage anyone and that's exactly what his role is supposed to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's well. cute i like him yeah he's great high praise indeed um <laughs> although i i have to say you know skipping ahead spoiler like you're not doing your job herb like uh rose is the one who thinks of going and talking about the fire inspector like come on bro no what are we paying you for <laughs> um but that's also funny when rose is like i thought it sounded suspicious but i couldn't quite put it together it's like a very um what else does she oh she does that for um when the friend uh needs a nursing home and she finds the solution but it's so expensive you know like she always almost gets there (laughs) but i but again and we've talked about this before it's so refreshing to have someone admit when they don't know something or can't figure out you know and particularly in this day and age and i really think that that is something that american culture is terrible at is that like you know you can admit when you're wrong when you made a mistake i mean especially like with the you know the permanence of the internet we we're not very forgiving in our society and like taking um like learning um you know we talk about this all the time like don't you know for kids posting on the internet you're like yeah um you might want to not make these things public <laughs> like how many it made mistakes but I do think Rose is always like that. She's just like, hey, this is as far as I've gotten, but I do need the support of my friends to like help me figure it out. So yeah, I think it's it's interesting how um, the like naive, her like naive nature kind of lines up against the lack of ego because I feel like that is, they're, they're conjoined. I think like you, it's, it's very, um, it's a real sort of positive way, I think, to look at her kind of, um, you know, being, quote, limited, to borrow from Barbara Thorndike. Um, it's like she's not, she doesn't have these these hangups about, like, looking silly because, like, you know, she sort of owns it. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. I totally agree with that. Um, so, I don't know, do so... I don't know. Should we talk about the plot, like like from the top? Because I was gonna yeah. to to something that's a little bit further down. But so basically, like, I don't know. It's pretty dramatic when the the cop comes in. And he's like, "You're under yeah. arrest." It's like I know they do a pretty good job, I think, with creating some sort of like out of character tension, almost like it. It's scary, and I think like it 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 plays like you know sitcomy for sure, but. I don't know when I was watching it this time like there's a lot of like dramatic pauses and like I think they want to create um this sense of like doom and obviously like my view of cops and the justice system at this point are are probably quite different from people watching at the time but still like <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like this is like really scary like it's totally. there's been some funny lines but like this 
thing is pretty terrifying. Um, and then I think at the end when Sophia's like, I don't think I've ever been so scared. Like, I think it all kind of like, you know, it, it, it plays. Yeah, it plays pretty well. But I think that some of it is necessarily like, it's like it works some of the the funny parts work against that you know and we all know like sophia uses humor to deflect serious feelings and one of which could be fear of going to prison but um i feel like that feeling comes in and out right like you to your point it's like sort of punctuated in the beginning and the end with those serious moments but then there's a lot of like sort of joking you know even even when she's like like she comes back out on bail like that's intense you know that's like this is really like not just like and i I see what you mean in the beginning like because it almost feels like they're just gonna be like come down to the station answer some questions and then it's like boom you're arrested you're like shit um but yeah i mean like the five thousand dollars of bail you know like wow i better improve my attitude around here um it's pretty wild it's pretty wild and uh, yeah i mean they have to necessarily get right into it because of how long the show is yeah yeah and like i think that that after they make racist jokes about chinese people and german people but (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty tough dorothy's Um, face by the way when like rose makes the joke like i know her face is supposed to be like what a what a terrible joke haha but like her face works really well for when somebody says something racist it's like kind of accidentally fits you know yeah totally totally it's perfect all right Uh, um and no, I was just going to say, like, I think that also sort of like anxiety, cloud of anxiety sort of carries over into when the other girls are in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, like, I think you can sort of like, I, I don't know, I feel like you can really feel like how this like air of nervousness. Um, and then, of course, they like, you know, they go into these really funny stories. And that, one thing that I think is funny, too, is like. Uh, I think it's actually in part two, but Dorothy's like, can we concentrate? And then she goes into this whole like rant about how, I think it's when the sex and food thing comes up, but it's like, they're all, they're trying to solve this one problem, um, which, you know, frankly, doesn't really have a solution. Um, But like, you know, it so veers off into these, like the opportunity for these clips. Um, But like still, even though the clips are really funny and there's like, you know, the bit about like, great southern writer all of these like you said greatest hits um when you come back to the kitchen it still feels like there's a tinge of heaviness i guess which i think is impressive to keep that while all these funny things are happening and really kind of like find the balance i think between those two yeah exactly and and it's just a testament to how well the show is written that this episode can hold both you know yeah like, it's really cool um so okay so <clears throat> going to the whole like can we can we actually skip ahead a little bit to the end of the uh first part yeah when she's, she's trying to go on the lamb <laughs> yeah on the lamb <laughs> <laughs> this is like so the era of that kind of thing right like i go on the lamb i you know it's jumping bail moving back to sicily and then obviously like the the um second part like starts with dorothy like watching her closely right um and obviously not close enough but but I think it's like so funny to me because again it's like serious it's 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 literally burning it's like arson burning down a building potentially hurting people like all of this stuff but like is she really gonna be on a watch list at the airport you know like what but, she, but it's her chef's point? knife that gets I her I guess I guess allegedly so. 
allegedly yeah exactly they have to pick something that wasn't like you know an innocuous bottle of water that was four ounces instead of three yeah <laughs> it was pre 9-11 world yeah. she didn't take her shoes off um but uh anyway it's it's I, that just cracks me up because it's like it's like a little bit of like seriousness and you're just like okay but i'm not really sure if like it's that intense from like a watch all airports type of situation maybe it was just the miami airport who knows right but, and well i think it's also like it's so sitcommy that dorothy sophia says like in very basic terms like oh i gave that up and then like her suitcase is behind the couch and dorothy's like thank god she gave up that idea it's like so exactly. like not that is like very weak i think but to be honest, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like the prospect of if this were real, if Sophia was like really in this situation, like going to Sicily is not a bad idea. It's to be not honest. exactly she's 85. Like she's got family there. She knows how to do it. Like kind of why not? And also to like the point of um, like what I was saying about watch list at the airport like are you gonna have an extradition order like i mean right. like, it's not, yeah. like i think she'll be fine you know um anyway it's 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 too much uh and, and yeah i love the like sitcom like well go in the other room and not watch her because she told me it was fine yeah <laughs> after like weeks of like not letting her leave her room so it's- i know exactly here's the key um <laughs> but um Okay, so let's, I want to talk about the clips for a minute. And I mentioned a few of like my favorite ones. I really do think they do a good job with like, I don't know, like, like truly giving the highlights over the past couple episodes, like since the last clip show, which is the intention here, right? It's like, remember how funny it was and all like reliving all these good times. Um, I will say though, it's, it's like a shame that they again repeat the like totally unconscious like rape joke story it's like repeating it is a choice it's really interesting and i know that at the time nobody really probably thought of like how kind of terrible that is but i was just really bummed because i was like like riding high on the clips that they chose and then that one came up and i was like god damn it like even the you know even like the slip me something is like so you're like want to enjoy it because it's like a very lewd joke on a network like sitcom but then you're just like no man that's so fucked up yeah no and it it, like I don't know I will say like it's a reflection of how far we've come because I do believe that that would not fly at this point on any sitcom including like I don't know like a networky show that's on right now um yeah it I don't know like I I get that we're watching it in a critical from a critical standpoint and so like maybe we are sort of being a little too nitpicky but it yeah why include that but I guess like also that is a reflection of how far like things didn't move from the time that show that joke originally to like this um which is interesting compared to how fast things did move with like the sort of overall delivery of the show which is much more um like 90s sitcom like like honestly yeah. like just the storyline that Sophia might go to jail is like very um you know that's very 90s um yeah. so yeah I, yeah I agree that one that one no good and I honestly I don't even love the rest of that scene like I don't need that um yeah. especially compared to the other like great ones like I love um yeah like Mississippi like there's so many oh my God. like why I know that guy <laughs> It's really, it's so telling about just how wonderful the show is that like you just, you can see these things 
for 4,000 times and they're so funny because the delivery is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, I even, I love the hard candy story I too. I know, it's great. She was afraid I'd choke on it. <laughs> that was actually a really good choice to sort of have the revisiting of Sophia, right? Like her importance to them and like the fact that she might be gone, obviously in a very different way than just moving out. But, you know, my mom in prison, Um, super crazy. But uh, what do you think? So what do you think of the whole like the Dorothy moment where she's like, you know, I'm I'm starting to think this is all my fault. Um, You know, when she's like basically trying to elicit sympathy and have her friends be like, no, Dorothy, don't worry. And then Rose and Blanche are like, hey, yeah, follow that lady to Guilt City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this comes up a couple other times where it's like. It's a moral dilemma and I I understand like Dorothy one is not in a financial position frankly to care for Sophia at this time I don't think right. um and two like she has to like I don't know she did require around the clock care and um Dorothy didn't really have a place for her to live and so like I'm on the mindset that like sometimes a retirement home is actually the best option yeah. um obviously like not sunny pastures you have to vet it but like it I think sometimes people are like oh you just like dump your old people and like that's not what it is it is like a place that can provide care that a lot of people can or honestly don't want to and I think if you don't want to you shouldn't have to do that um so I get the I I get why they say that like that and I get why Dorothy feels that way too like I how could you yeah. not but also like from a practical standpoint, I don't really know what she was supposed to do. At oh, that yeah. point. No, for sure. And I'm, I'm fully on like Dorothy's side in terms of, well, not Dorothy's side, but I just mean, I'm fully on the side that you were just saying, like, this is actually legit. This is a perfect encapsulation of just life of like, you can trace all of these sort of like, you were there at the time and then this happened and then this happened and now something bad happened. Right. So you could go back so far <laughs> and trace back forever but like that's what life is right you make the decision that you you had the best information at the time there's no way you could have known that this was going to happen and therefore you have to absolve yourself like that's just not it's not how things go that's not a direct line of influence um that you're responsible for so i fully agree that like you know she her she was recovering from a stroke she couldn't take care of her it's okay you know so um and obviously all's well that ends well truly uh at the end because <laughs> It was actually the heater and a fucked up uh, fire inspector, you know? So, um, but yeah, I just, I love the idea of a person and, and kind of, it's, it's almost like, a, I love the idea of a person trying to, you know, get a certain reaction from somebody and then they get the opposite. And it's almost like, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's sort of like if somebody does actually do something shitty and they're sort of like voicing it to their friends, expecting that the friend is going to sort of help them rationalize. As Rose says, she's rationalizing. Um, <laughs> but that the friend, the friends are actually a good friend. And they're like, yeah, that's actually kind of fucked up, man. Like, you should probably apologize. There's something like that. Like, that's that's actually what a mark of good friendship is, right? To be able to challenge people, um, even if they're trying to look for something else or to be absolved. Um, and this one's just exaggerated and played for laughs because it's not actually Dorothy's fault. <laughs> yeah like, no and but I just love she's like it was just a theory Jesus Christ yeah <laughs> um yeah and I think there's also something to like I think that um 
sort of task of like telling your friends when you think they're wrong sometimes also like because we're you know kind of in some cases trained to do that like I think sometimes that clouds both with the person who's requesting the feedback like I think Dorothy to be honest like wants support I don't think she wants advice and I don't think she wants obviously she doesn't want to hear that she's guilty and so I would I would even flip it back and like it's not you know you can express whatever you want to express but I think what Dorothy is looking for in this moment is support and saying like I feel guilty is not the way to ask your friends for support and so I would I would also call that out and like you know you have to kind of say what you need especially in these situations that is I mean a thousand percent that it totally reeks of just like uh you know oh I'm such a terrible person hey you know like AOL status back in the day like somebody please message me and tell me it's not true you're like no don't no play in these games like this is ridiculous yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's pretty funny um but uh okay so also um thinking just going thinking back of like the the reality of this like the legal predicament that they're in with like all of uh the what would play on um in in a trial i love that like herb is like we need something to discredit her like deathbed confession which like fair enough right but like i love the idea that a video of her mooning a hot dog vendor would discredit her. yeah <laughs> like, and he's like that would totally discredit her he's like so definite and i'm like man between that and not checking the spy- fire inspection certificate herb I'm, I'm starting to think you're not that creative lawyer <laughs> yeah marvin mittelson <laughs> i know right seriously i think you've got a case um but i i really do just like sophia i just remember who the friend was can't use it moving on yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but anyway i mean the the whole like it, it's it's a really good run it like it, it's a it's a it's a romp it's a frolic that like to your point ha- starts like has really serious moments and then very like fun lighthearted moments like the whole storyline of like blanche is trying to distract herself with um planning a prison party <laughs> Dorothy just like I just cannot believe how much you think about men. How do you make it through an omelet? I I mean, seriously, it's great though. Like, I mean, the whole like these stories made me hungry. They made me horny. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God, the delivery, everything. I mean, like the whole line. I mean, also the the whole gas guy and pizza guy, like Blanche is living in a porno in this entire episode. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, I know. It's like it points to like I, and also like with the Ernie flashback, like yeah. there's some borderline explicit moments. Um and the getting out of prison party it flirts with being like, you know, with it with our 2023 view of like being a bit problematic. Um, but I think like her delivery of like all this pent up sexual energy, like it's not like, I think because she kind of sells it for what it's supposed to be, it's less like gross. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, for sure. With our vision, our view of things now, you're like, okay. That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at the end too like i i love the like am i crying pussycat no ma. i guess it wasn't as touching as i thought that was a good that was a really good way to lighten up the you know the load of the episode too and i think it's also just a perfect 
like 90s sitcom ending of like the like pan across the couch as they each try to recall something smart that Rose did in a flashback episode. I mean, it's like it's a cheesy kind of gimmick, but I think it really works. Yeah, <laughs> I and was I, very um, tickled. I love Sophia's outfit. I feel like it's it, yeah, that, I maybe I assume Herb instructed her to wear that because that's very like old lady on trial. Yes, like, exactly. You know. Like she it worked out. Um, <laughs> one other thing I just wanted to call out is, so I think it's interesting that this is the second, like the penultimate and the one before that episode of the season yeah. has, I think in, in past seasons, the last show has always been a clip show. So I think it's interesting that they have Henny Penny, which I, I think is a great episode. Um, to close out the season um and also feels like I wonder what the deal with that is like with the decision to to move them back because I think like yeah they always do clip shows towards the end because like filming you know all of that that's a very uh standard I think tv move but um it's interesting that they close with it with an original episode not a clip show yeah exactly I know I, I thought that was kind of a fun choice too but also because it's like but a classic you know sitcom like it's a musical so yeah <laughs> so it true. works really well yeah oh boy but yeah I mean this this is just I I really enjoyed this and like I said I think it was even more complex than we've seen in the in the past so it worked it worked really well it was really great yeah perfect um if Dorothy had said that you thought it was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So join us next time when we're going to discuss the last episode of the sixth season. Oh my gosh. Uh, including an outbreak of measles in Florida and what rhymes with Deverux. <laughs> Take care, everyone.